the two of you something that I see in my practice all the time. I agree with what you said before, Jim, that the darker skin types do tend to have those really enormous keloids that just grow extremely rapidly and get to the size of a, a baseball, for example. But I have many uh, very light-skinned individuals, some twos, um, who have very bad uh, acne keloids on their shoulders and on their chest and, and on their deltoid area especially. Um, and I find them to be more difficult to treat than any other patient. I can inject those things with steroids until the cows come home and they flatten just a tad. They get just a tad less red and then they come barreling right back again. Whereas if I inject the same keloid over and over and over again in the deltoid area of a darker skin patient, eventually the keloid submits. Does, has anybody seen that happening? Yeah, I I, 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 I like that. He was on ice for a while, and then we started to you know do those on his shoulders and upper chest, and he actually got very papery thin on the epidermal layer, but it's still really. But it doesn't suffering. go away. Yeah, and it doesn't go away. It's rough. Now, granted, we don't have a laser in our shop, but you know, regardless of skin type, I, I'd still want to go after him, and 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 try to get him you know at least a little bit more flat. But you're right. I mean, they they sometimes are most stubborn thing you can get after. You know, what, what you're saying about um, lighter skin individuals that are developing these, they're not these gigantic size keywords, no. but they, you can tell they're from resolved acne or resolved yes. acne form folliculitis, and they're very firm, yes. and it's hard to get them to budge. And even when they do budge, they come back frequently. I, I've yes. run into the same thing. I'm not sure why that happens. I know there are allegedly differences in how collagen is laid down, between people that are, are darker skin and people that are lighter skin, especially with certain races. And maybe the ones that are predisposed to forming keloids, their collagen is, is thicker, it's more coarse in lighter skin individuals. I've read that. But whether that's contributing to it, I have no idea. But I've noticed the same thing. And why it's happening in those people and others that their acne is going away, and it, they don't, I don't know why that particular group forms that problem, but I've noticed the same thing. And they're hard to inject when you're injecting them. Yes, they're rock solid. They look a little bit more like hypertrophic scars because they're, they're very, very red, but, and they don't turn brown at all the way right. they do in darker skin colors. But part of that question then becomes, you know, when do we get a little bit more aggressive? You know, the summer months are coming and you know, we're all, we're all going to be in hot climates, not just Jim in the desert and, and uh, out here. But when do we start to think, okay, is it okay now to get into chemical peeling? Or okay to do a little bit of laser if we have it or a little bit more aggressive with the injections? I mean, is there a, now that we're coming out of uh, the pandemic, you know, quarantine, is, is there something to it with our timing that we can just say, let's get, let's get back to business? Well, I'm, I'm already as aggressive as I can possibly get in, in that regard. I only use Triamcinolone 40 milligrams uh, no matter where the keloid is located. And I like to use my entire amount on a small area. I think one of the problems is, is that people tend to spread it out over too broad an area if there's many, many lesions. But I'm, I'm ready to go back full force and, and my, my poor little keloid injecting joint here that's all swollen and nasty has gone down. So I'm ready to start up again. Yeah. So I'll talk about the strength because I find patients come in and it seems like our colleagues, there's this recycled dogma. Oh, if you're going to five milligrams per cc, 
Like, I, God forbid, 10 milligrams, yes. that's really pushing the limit. I'm typically with keloids starting at 20. Yeah. And in some cases going to 40, sometimes less, depending on the size of it, et cetera, and how if it's, it's not very thick. But I'm, I'm pushing the strength, and some of the nurses that work with me or MAs that work with some of the others that are not doing that, they go, you really want to go that high? I said, yes. And yeah. it makes a big difference to go with the higher strength. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think, I think that message is not out there. Right. You I see agree. in the darker skin, do you see a lot of hypopigmentation around the area, almost like a vitiligo type hyperpigmentation after you inject keloid yeah. or that streaking type? Yes. Like, looks like it's got into the um, lymphatics. lymphatics. Yeah, I, I do see that. Do you warn about that before you inject? I absolutely do, but I have my other insight in that regard is that every time I, I, I warn them about it, Every time I see it, I point to it and say, you see that white area? I did that to you. That's, that's from the medication. Do you want me to inject it again? Not one person in my entire career has ever said no. No, exactly. Ever. So they always prefer the hypopigmentation to the, to the keloid itself. And it will eventually go away. But sometimes it lasts six, 12 the months. Goes away. The hypo goes away. Yeah. But it takes a really long time sometimes. All right, so I'm going to ask you guys one more question before we wrap up, and that'll be about photoprotection in all skin types, not just darker or lighter. Is there some caveat or some, some advice you give to patients with lighter skin that you don't give to darker skin and vice versa? So I'll let you think about that for a second, and then I'll give you my answer. At the okay. End. So well, I'll give you my answer first is, I, the only thing yeah, I don't find really myself... Easy. All you have to do is ask us questions and we're doing all the work. Now, you I know. Do... <laughs> that's that's my, my show. <laughs> I get to sit here and drive. Your turn. Uh, I, will, I will say probably the one thing I don't give as much in darker skin that I should give is retinoids. And I don't know why it's been that habit. I think, I think some of it is maybe because of grooming around the forehead. There's a lot of uh, use of pomades and and maybe thicker, oily, uh, oilier containing ingredients that a lot of uh, patients with darker skin tend to use. I have, a, I have a lot of Filipino patients, a lot of Korean patients, a lot of black patients. They all tend to use a little bit more grooming in their hair that affects their forehead. And they don't seem to like the, the, the use of retinoids. Um, but they, they're all good with sunscreen. Even, even in San Diego, we talked to them about sunscreens being essential. You know, I remind them about Bob Marley and you know, about uh, dusky color. And it, and it sticks. And then same with uh, polypodium leucotoma. So. Well, you, you bring up a very, a very important point, because one of the things I've noticed when I have some of these patients that I'm talking about that come from another country and they haven't been in the United States very long or, quote, Americanized very long, they carry a lot of the historical thoughts from their culture and some of the even the treatments that they use. Uh, that are cultural that that we don't run into here that yeah. they're, that they're using products that we don't even know that they're using. 